The Adequate Podcast and Carpe Diem Comics bring you What's Cool in Comics with Shadow, the voice of Carpe Diem Comics in McKinney, Texas. And now, here's Shadow! Welcome, everybody, to the first What's Cool in Comics of 2020. I am your host, Shadow, from Carpe Diem Comics, broadcasting from a not-so-secret location in the heart of historic downtown McKinney, Texas. First up, Matthew Rosenberg's new book, Hawkeye, Freefall. This book is glorious. It is full of fun and snark and a new villain, and an old villain, and Bucky, and Falcon, and more. No, really, there's there's more. This is just a really fun book. It is glorious with the amount of fun that Matthew has with it. His writing on this book really reminds me of Kelly Thompson, and if you've listened to this podcast for more than four episodes, you know that I really like Kelly Thompson's work and her writing. He keeps his own voice. He's not cloning or completely mirroring her. And it really leaves me kind of wanting to know more about where it's going to go. The art matches the style of the book. It's not fantastic, but it doesn't suck either. Star Wars, number one, volume seven or eight. I'm not sure, really. It's not actually a number one. See... Star Wars ran for 75 issues once Marvel reacquired the license when they bought Lucasfilm. And they told a really wonderful story set between the events of Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back. This new issue number one starts up right at the end of Empire Strikes Back. Specifically as Leia and Lando and Chewie rescue Luke from Cloud City. And they spend the rest of the issue trying to make their way back to the fleet. And they have a couple of adventures and a few problems along the way. Star Wars has consistently been one of Marvel's best titles. And it's not part of the normal Marvel Universe. It's Star Wars. It's its own thing. But the writing and the storytelling have been pretty phenomenal across all of the various Star Wars titles that they have done. We're going to learn more in this run about how Han and Leia and Chewie and Luke formulate their plan to rescue Han from the clutches of Jabba the Hutt. We're going to learn more about how the Bothans died to bring us information on the second Death Star. I don't know that we're going to learn that, but I would assume that we're going to learn that because we're covering all of the space between those two episodes. I don't know if this will end with issue 75, issue 30, how long they're going to let it run before they start it up again with stories set after the fall of the second Death Star and the destruction of the Empire. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Thor, issue number one. There are a lot of people in the comics world who will say that Thor has not had a good run since Walt Simonson in the 1980s. 
And that is really unfair to a lot of good writers who have worked hard on the comic. But they're also kind of right. Other people have done good work, but nothing has really matched Simonson for his ability to portray and convey the God of Thunder. Now, Donny Cates is getting his crack at the man. And Cates is kind of Marvel's King Midas right now. Almost everything that he touches turns into gold. And I really, really liked what he's done with this issue. I don't want to spoil it for you entirely, but there are a couple of really big transformations happening with Thor in this book. The first, which I can tell you and not really spoil things, is Odin is dead. Hooray! Or boo, depending on your point of view. But Thor is the new king of Asgard, and with that title also comes the mantle of the All-Father. And he is also the king of the Ten Realms. And we start this issue with someone very surprising coming to Thor for help fighting a greater universal enemy, something that could destroy everyone. And it's really surprising who it is, and that leads to Thor's second transformation, which I won't spoil for you, but you can probably Google it and find out the results if you're curious and don't want to read the book. But I really think this is a book that people will enjoy, and if you are a collector, I think that this will have some staying value in terms of its price. I can't guarantee that, of course, because no one can. But given the nature of what happens in the book, if it has any staying power at all, this will be one you'll want to hold on to. And in the world of X this week, X-Men number four, Magneto, the Professor, and Apocalypse have a meeting with various world leaders at a summit, kind of like the G9 or the G7, whatever you want to call it wherein they reassure world mankind leaders that they have peaceful intents, but they will absolutely practice all of the lessons that they have learned from humans, including economic warfare. It goes over about as well as you might expect. And in the Marauders world, uh, Kate and her crew wind up falling for a trap in Madripoor while trying to rescue Shinobi Shaw. They knew it was a trap, but they went into it anyway because that's the kind of stand-up guys they are. And that's a wrap for this week. I hope you find a comic or two that you enjoy, and we will talk to you again when the new stuff comes out in about one week.